0: Good to you, can I get a witness? Yeah. You don't have, don't have to worry. Don't you be afraid. And don't you be afraid. Joy comes, joy comes in the morning. Troubles they don't last away. Troubles they your tears you will wipe your tears away and if your heart and if your heart is broken just lift your hands and say just lift your hands
1: the sun to rise every morning, colors the sky with the shades of his glory, makes us with mercy and love, Jesus does.
2: morning, is it ain't good to be here? Amen, I'm glad that you are here. If you're watching, good morning, I'm glad that you're watching. We have some people who are not feeling well today. They texted me this morning and said, won't be able to be here, but we will be watching, so hello and get to feeling better. Yes, amen. Well, we have uh, different announcements going on. You may have been watching as they were scrolling by. they typically up there. So if you are wondering about any announcements, they're right up there. Um, if you have not yet brought your item for the month of October, it is hair care products. Found yeah, the cutest little things for at the Do- Dollar General has some good they have some great stuff. I found some puzzles there for a dollar. Like goodness gracious. So anyway, that I digress. But if you're looking for things that and if you do see things that are not on the list and you think they'll be good as long as they're not liquid or breakable, you can certainly add some extra things to the to the boxes. No worries at all. Also, the if you wanna go ahead and, and get everything done and over with, boxer socks is our item for Uh, the month of November and November 16th is a Wednesday that's when we'll be putting the boxes together so uh, Brother Mike will be having his class over here if you want to have Bible study but if you'd like to participate in putting boxes together November 16th at 7 o'clock on that Wednesday that's when we'll be over here uh, putting things together you know praying the Lord's blessings on the boxes and items and all the children who will be opening them so uh, make sure that you are here for that the 20th so that's the Sunday after that the 20th is uh, is our thanks meal we will not have first Sunday meal for the last just like normal we won't have them for the last two uh, uh, months of the year so none in November none in December because we have other things going on in those months so thanks meal is the 20th of November be here for our service, and then our meal afterward. Br- make sure you bring lots of people with you. If you've not already started inviting people, do something about that. Invite them today, and then also go over there and, and uh, have plenty of food with you. Okay, make sure. And uh, that night at 6 o'clock is the community service for the entire surrounding area. It's at Cornelius, Huntersville. There's some churches from Charlotte who are participating in the community service at... Grace Covenant Church. So if you would like to be a part of that, we encourage you to be. There'll be lots of different uh, things going on. So keep those things in mind. Any other announcements, we will let you know. Um, I don't know. (laughs) When we were over there uh, on Sunday, thank you for everyone who was there and participated. If you were not able to stay, (sighs) you missed it. But um, one of the things that I mentioned, uh, I pointed to something, I said, okay, on this list, one of the things that was listed was meet meet your neighbors. And I pointed to that one and I said, this is something that I need to work on, I'm terrible at this, I know three of our neighbors. I know Tony and Claire, and John across the street, and (sighs) golly, (laughs) Kim, her her name is Kim, and uh, Jack, Kim and Jack. Those are the only people that I know and could speak to and say hello and that sort of thing. And I said, This is something that I need to work on. Well, when we got home that after after the the meeting, I (laughs) I was upstairs, I was gonna change my clothes and I heard some little kids talking.
0: Like, who is this?
2: And Shane down in our front yard talking to the neighbor children they had come up i don't even know why they had come up and they were talking to him and they were saying why don't he he said i see y'all out there playing sometimes they said why don't you stop and play with us why don't you just stop if you see us, you're looking at us why don't you stop and play with us so he gave them he gets those um The displays from McDonald's sometimes and he gave them a couple of displays with all the toys on it and that it's like the Pied Piper when they see Shane coming they are so excited and they follow him to the uh, driveway and so we were able to meet four of our four of our little of our youngest neighbors just last week and see when when you uh when you're sincere (laughs) When you're sincere and you're asking the Lord for help, He'll help you and He'll open up doors of opportunity for you to work and do for Him. Amen. Let's sing this morning and go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank You for this day. We thank You for Your goodness. We thank You for Your mercy, Your blessings and grace. God, I thank You and I praise You because You are good and great and mighty and strong and You are better and greater than anything that we can possibly know. Father, I thank You that You work things out in our lives that that when we need help, that you're there to help us. God, that you don't leave us on our own, but you walk with us, and that you give us opportunities. Father, I pray that you would continue to do that for us. God, give us open doors. Give us places that we can minister into the lives of people. God, that we can speak into them the love of Jesus. Father, I just ask you now that you have your will in your way in each and every life. God, there is no one who is here by accident, but everyone is here according to your will and purpose. God, I just pray that you would work in every aspect of the service from the very first prayer to the very last prayer that we'd lift you up. God, for those who are not able to be here for whatever reason, if they're sick or not not feeling well if they're going somewhere God I just pray that you would give them strength and encouragement today let them feel the touch of your presence with them to know that you're drawing them close God I just ask that you would accept our worship today let it be pleasing to you God anoint every single part of what we do to please you to thank you in Jesus precious holy name Amen Thank you Lord thank you Lord Thank you Jesus
3: Is the battle you see my victory? When all I see is a mountain, you see a mountain move. And as I walk through the shadow, your love surrounds me. There's nothing to fear now, for I am safe with you. So when I fight, I'll fight on my knees with my hands lifted high. Oh God, the battle belongs to you. And every fear I lay at your feet, I'll sing through the night. Oh, God, the battle belongs to you. And if you are for me, who can be against me? For Jesus, there's nothing impossible for you. When all I see are the ashes, you see the beauty. When all I see is the cross, God, you see the empty tomb. So when I fight outside fight on my knees, Oh, God, the battle belongs to you. And every fear I lay at your feet, I'll sing through the night. Oh, God, the battle belongs to you. Almighty Fortress, you go before us nothing can stand against the power of our god you shine in the shadows you win every battle nothing can stand against the power of our god and almighty fortress you go before us nothing can stand against the power of our god You shine in the shadow. You win every battle. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. And almighty fortress, you go before us. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. You shine in the shadows, you win every battle. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. So when I fight, I fight on my knees with my hands lifted high. Oh God, the battle belongs to you
4: and every
3: fear at your feet I'll sing through the night oh God the battle belongs to you oh God the battle belongs to you That the highest king would welcome me. I was lost, but he brought me, you know, his love for me. Oh, his love for me. Who the sun sets free. Oh, his free indeed. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. Realized He has ransomed me. His grace runs deep. While I was a slave to sin, Jesus died for me. Yes, He died for me. chosen not forsaken i am who you say i am you are for me not against me so i am who you say i am i am chosen not forsaken i am who you say i am you are for me not against me who you say I am oh I am who you say I am the sun sets ring oh free indeed I'm a child of God oh yes I am in my father's house there's a i am who you say i am i am chosen not forsaken i am who you say i am you are for me not against me so i am who you say i am i am who you say i am yes i am who you say i am indeed i'm a child of god oh yes I am. in my father's house there's a place for me i'm a child of god oh
2: know he is awesome and mighty whatever he is to you just give him praise for it today
4: a bee someone said a few weeks ago busy let's do something for the Lord let's do some of this uh, uh, Nancy Reagan you remember her well some of you not old enough to remember Nancy Reagan but a few of us do and one of her phrases was just say no to drugs just Say no to drugs. Now, I take that, if she's okay with it, and move it into our spiritual here. Those things we spoke of Sunday, just do it. Great ideas, wonderful things floating around. People were just, it was great, but just let's do it, amen. In the name of Jesus, let's do all that we do in his name and for his glory, amen, amen, amen. Jehoshaphat, no need for you to fight, the battle belongs to God. When you go out tomorrow, these are my words now, but you can read it for yourself, take a Gibson guitar with you and play some music. <laughs> Take your heart, those that can play, and just, just do some singing and jiving. Jiving. What, what is the word now? It's, it used to be j or something or, or whatever, but do some boogie. Get down. Don't carry any guns or any knives or any swords. The battle belongs to God. If I could remember that, if we could remember that, day by day, the battle is God's. Quit fighting so much, and let's give it unto the Lord. Amen? Yes. Let's give it to the Lord and let Him take care of it. 2.15 of Second 2 Timothy. Study. Study to show thyself approved unto God. We're trying to prove ourselves to God, not to Cecil. Not to Jonathan. We're proving ourselves. Somebody jump over the church with the preacher. Hallelujah! We're studying to prove ourselves to God. We love you, Lord. We love your word. We want to fellowship with you. We want to have a conversation with you. We'll pray and we'll read a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Amen. Thank God for His goodness, His blessings. They are many in my life. How good the Lord has been to me. I I was singing just a moment ago with all the others, and I remember about a year ago, a little over a year ago now, when I come to church, I was freezing to death. Wore an overcoat (laughs) in the summertime. And had a hat that whenever the, the, this would come on, and blow down on my head. I was cold. And uh, I tell you, things are changed. God's been good to me. God's helped me. Whew, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen and amen and amen. And I thank you, Lord, for it. I praise you for strength and blessing today. I praise you, Lord, that I'm getting around better that I'm doing well, I may be 100% before long. What is this 110% people talk about? How do you do 110% out of 100? It's just hard to do, isn't it? Amen. But God is so good, and I love Him today. And every one of you looks so good. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, You look so good. You look so good. Amen. Praise God. Thank God for all of His goodness. Somebody else that's here this morning, would you stand up and give God some praise? Amen. Yes, sister. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> all right. The Lord's good. You found out He's doing well, and that—that's an ease of mind to you. I know it's got to be. Praise the Lord. All right, Amen, Amen. God's good, it? somebody else brag on the Lord. Oh, Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Hallelujah! And we prayed, and it's better. Oh gosh, there's how many times in the Word of God, and they prayed, and it was better. Hallelujah. Even that, I I see some of those saints of God together at one point and they prayed and they said the place was shaken. (laughs) Hallelujah. Maybe one more to brag on the Lord Jesus this morning. the Lord at all times, his praise shall continually be in my mouth, hallelujah, I will exalt the Lord, I'm sorry, It. amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. God bless you. Love you so much. <clears throat> Brother Mike is not doing well and uh, Sister uh, is not doing well either this morning and so let's, we will pray for them in just a bit, Brother Shane, I'm sure. And um, But now I'm putting on his hat that he normally wears and that is to receive offering. Just last week, Sister uh, Dean spoke to Uh, You and all of us over at the Fellowship Hall about helping with uh, education fund for our pastor. It costs a lot to be educated. (laughs) Hallelujah! I know because we helped a little bit with Jennifer's education to get her to the point she is now, but we're out of money. (laughs) Hallelujah! But thank you for giving. You're so wonderful to give to help our pastor. Uh, further the education, and and I don't care if if she gets a after master's to get a doctor's degree, Doctor Williams, praise God, hallelujah, it doesn't matter. But I'm telling you what she's getting and receiving, she's giving back to us every Sunday with blessing, all oh, rightly dividing that Word of God, and giving us help and strength. Do all you can. I tell you this church has amazed me in these 28 years uh, that we've been around. and, And you give and you give. I believe it's because you love God. I believe you give because you love His kingdom and His work. And I thank you. Just keep on keeping on. And may the God of glory bless you for it all in Jesus' name. Would you come, usher, and wait upon us today? as we uh, receive tithe and offering today. As God speaks to your heart about your offering, listen and do what He asks. Father, love you today for all you've done. How great, how great is our God. You are so awesome. Thank you. (laughs) The song does say it all. He is mighty. He is deliverer. He is great. He is... God, you're our all in all. You're our refuge, strength, and our power. You're our stay. You're our help. God, always, you're there for us. And we love you for it. We thank you. Now, we ask you, Lord to receive and our love gifts today because we do love you. And God, may you use it for your glory, your blessings upon every individual. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise
0: See the clouds rolling
3: I can feel the winds they try to shake me I
0: will not be moved
5: awesome I, I, I heard Sister Hager and Preacher mention it uh, every time I hear it I think about Dina Rose and her family I hear Dina singing that song behind me all the time I miss her I want to pray for her and her family um, hopefully she comes back soon and I'm glad to be here this morning I thought I was going to have to work all week long I thought I was going to have to work so wow. the Lord worked it out for me and glad I had people I had actually a couple people ask if they could work today So, so it worked out Last so time to receive prayer requests this morning, Sister Hager. Yes, let's pray for Sister Hager's family, her lost family, Brother Mike. grandson. Let's pray that we can get him in church. Pray for his wife, Gretchen. Yes, let's pray for Pop Pop's back. And if you remember, just let me know. Sister Shuggy. Danny Gretchen Yes let's pray for Gretchen Come Monday morning Brother Vic Yes let's pray for brother Vic's wife Healing in her body please
4: Rhonda, yes.
5: and we thank you for that. We want to pray for Sister Rhonda's mother, and this surgery goes well. Sister Judy. Pray for Sister Judy's family. And we want to pray for Brother Mike and Sister Dean this morning. Pray that they get to the feeling better. Miss them this morning. Amanda? Let's pray for Amanda. The Lord will work all things out. If That's it. Unspoken requests. Raise hands. Stand with me as we take these to the Lord, please. We thank you for this church and everyone here this morning. We thank you for those at home watching. We thank you for the blessings. the
0: i in.
1: Oh, the oh, oh. story isn't over from the heartbreak, from the hurting. But I know that you are moving. Oh, oh, oh.
0: come into a new.
2: and, and bopped to the song, you know, what ifs. Um, no, <laughs> no, no worries. I was just, you know, waiting on <laughs> joining her to stop fellowship. But no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I know. But I can call you out by and him. And he'll still love me no matter what. Anyway. Yes. Glad that you're here. Glad that you are uh, watching. We were again, with our plans and everything um, last week. I'll be taking a look at all that stuff. And again, if you see, and it's still up there, so if you go in there and you say, hey, I want to do this, then pff, you can do it. We we authorize you in Jesus' name. Go for it. But uh, there are some things that were kind of, that were similar in, in all of the, All of the places, so we'll we'll probably take some of those things and kind of combine them and and uh, say, "Oh, well, this is a really great idea." And who wants to take this for this month? So, so anyway, but that will that will come. You will have all the information um, before, hopefully, before the end of the year. And like I said last week, you will have more resources than you can shake a stick at. So, (laughs) we'll get plenty of plenty of things for you. So. This week, or excuse me, last week, we talked about grief. Um, God's plans are sovereign. Duh. (laughs) Of course they are. Of course they are. And it seems so obvious and like, well, of course. But when we consider that there's nothing that comes against me that is not first passed through the hand of God, then I understand that I can make it, that I'm going to be okay, (laughs) that he will walk with me through it. And that God is invested in the brokenhearted. Uh, my brokenness does not, my brokenness does not offend Him. It does not push Him away. It actually draws me nearer to Him because He is near to the brokenhearted, and He binds up their wounds. And that honesty with God brings perspective. So when I, when I lay out my feelings, when I lay out my emotions before the Lord, and I say, God, this is how I'm feeling, and I need You to help me, instead of trying to stuff it down. Then he helps, and he will bring about a healing. So, who is God? It's not—I mean, for real. I don't. I'm not asking you to yell out answers, but think about it for just a second. You know, who is God? Who is he? Uh, in our class on Wednesday night, the book that we're going through, one of the lines that the author said was the—the the first thing that comes to your mind when you think about who God is—says s- a lot about you. Because maybe to you, God is awe-inspiring. Or maybe he's distant. Maybe he's a bit frightening. Or is he holy? We sang about that this morning. Is he full of wrath and judgment? There are a lot of people that that's there when they think about God. That's the image that they get. That, that God is so, he's so big and powerful that he's just full of wrath and judgment. And then he's just waiting on us, you know. Oh, be careful, little mouth, what you say. You know, looking at us to, to condemn, or is he loving? When you think of him, is he gracious and merciful? What do you, what do you think about God? Because I thought about this. I considered that for the past little while we've been in a series. It's not what you think, and. It is us examining through God's word. But then I thought maybe we should have a new series or at least change the title. What do you think? Because we are each theologians. You're a theologian, each of you. (laughs) Talking about the education that I'm receiving. Yeah, that's one of the things that's highly stressed is that you're a theologian. A theologian is just someone who studies the nature of God. So regardless of whether you get paid to be a theologian, if you've gone to seminary, if you've you've been in a church your entire life for just a, a little bit of time, everyone is a theologian because we all have some kind of thought about God. We've all thought about Him. We've all wondered about Him. We've all tried to make sense of who He is. So some of us have inherited beliefs from well-meaning individuals my theology comes from this person who taught me this person who taught me my early theology my personal early theology came from all that brother joiner had been taught and all that sister joiner had been taught and so that comes to me and that became the foundation of my theology as I've gotten older and read the word for myself, you know, I begin to think one thing or another to build upon that. There are beliefs that we may quote and cling to that are nowhere in God's word. <laughs> not to say that that's, some of those things are encouraging, you know. Some of them are are not wrong exactly, but like God helps those who help themselves. The Bible doesn't say that anywhere <laughs> So, I mean, we, we say that sort of thing. God helps those who help themselves. And, and we say it as a, a, a kind of <laughs> as a verse, but, and it sounds good, but that's not. Biblically, it's not in there. Okay? You can see, you're can you welcome to say it, but don't say it as a scripture. <laughs> or the, the story that uh, Dad tells about the guy he was examining for the, to get his uh, ministerial license and, And they said, okay, well, what do you think about this passage? And the guy said, bless God, I don't care what the Bible says. Yeah. Yeah. Because his thought regarding what the issue was, was to him more sacred than what the Bible actually says about it. And instead of reading and discovering God's word, he said well this is what i've been taught my whole life so bless god we're gonna stick with what i think instead of what the bible says oh my <clears throat> lord help us we say things to people when and, and we don't bless our hearts we don't know what to say all the time but when someone passes and we say well god needed them but how does th- the bible doesn't say that and and sometimes that hurts Because then that makes the person upset with God. God, why did you need this person that I love? But we need to be digging into God's word to know what he truly says. Some of us have a theology that we believe and a theology that we practice. Now this is this kind of thing. As I'm studying, I'm like, oh golly that's so true. In all these in all these books and I'm really like that that really does happen. Really does happen. That we know we should forgive. That's part of our uh, of our embedded theology. We we believe that. We know we should forgive, but then we hold grudges. So I'm not practicing what I believe. We know that we should be reading God's word and that we should be praying and that we should be you know devoting ourselves in time and talent and treasure we know that we should be fasting sometimes or or ministering witnessing to people but sometimes we don't do it so our lived theology is different than our than our believed theology so the thing is i would like for us to kind of start at the beginning what do we believe about God? And as we go through, and as we begin to learn and and dig deeper, I will be I will be showing what I have gleaned from God's Word. But if you see something different, dig deeper, and it's okay if you see something different than I do. If God shows you, reveals to you things that I haven't seen yet, that's okay because that's part of living out theology is learning digging deep it sounds it sounds a lot deeper than i mean sounds a lot more difficult a promise is not going to a promise not going to be tough we're going to look at god's word so we're going to be in genesis chapter 17 so this is the covenant god he had spoken to abram and just as a side note it's Abram up till this point and I'll probably accidentally switch it to Abraham. I mean the same person. We'll talk about that a little later. So if I accidentally say Abraham, sorry. The first encounter between God and and Abram is in Genesis chapter 12 when Abram and his family were living in Ur of the Chaldees and God called to him and he said, you need to leave the land that you're living in and you need to go to this land that I'll show you. So Abram packed up and he got his wife and his dad and his nephew and they all packed up and and they started traveling Abram was 75 years old the first time that God spoke to him who he was without children but he was told at that time he would become a great nation so Abraham has Abram has various situations that arise within his life he a famine occurs and that drives him to Egypt and he lies a few times (laughs) Abraham and Lot have issues and they split up. You take this side and I'll take this side. And God makes a, a covenant with Abraham. Uh, Abraham has to go rescue Lot from some invaders. God tells Abraham what his future holds for him and his descendants. Um, in between these times, Abraham and Hagar. When uh, when it just didn't seem like the Lord was going to come through, Abraham decided to help God, and, and he took a concubine, Hagar, and he had a child through her when he was 86. That was his first son. And then a brief 13 years goes by. The Lord had spoken to Abraham a few times. The last recorded time that the Lord appeared before him was 24 years prior to this. And also, in between the birth of Ishmael and now, we hear nothing. So, 13 years, silence. And that challenges your theology, too. Because I expect that when I call to God, He speaks right back to me God, I'm here. So, how would I feel if I waited for 13 years, didn't hear from Him? I still have faith would I still believe God where are you? <laughs> but God appears once again up to this point we see God interacting with a few people Adam Cain Enoch and Noah specifically but none of them receive the personal covenant that God has extended to Abraham now Noah received, A type of covenant he said because god said i'm not going to destroy the the world again and he said to abram excuse me to uh, adam and to noah go and and replenish the earth so there were those types of covenants but he had neither one of them received this type of covenant that god was allowing to come between he and abraham So we're going to look at Genesis chapter 17, verses 1 through 4 to begin. And it says, And when Abram was ninety years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the Almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. And I will make my covenant between me and thee and will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee. And thou shalt be a father of many nations. So, he appears with this new revelation. He says, I am almighty God. Up to this point, God had been known as Elohim, God the creator. So, for all the other characters that we know of, Adam and Eve, Cain and Abel, Enoch, Noah, all these people that have come before. He's just been Elohim, God the creator. But here he is revealing more of himself to Abram. And he says, call me El Shaddai. Almighty God. So almighty here means Shaddai. From the root, burly and powerful. I thought Shane Williams would really like that god burly and powerful and he says that i am almighty god this in this case l meaning strength mighty from the root oak of support so here he is using two names combined that both talk about strength so he said i am god burly and powerful the oak of support That's the way that he reveals himself to Abraham. So Abraham's theology had to change. He received from the Creator, God, Elohim, he received this instruction, leave your land and go to another land that I'm going to give you. But here, when God is about to make a covenant with him, he says, I am God who is strong and powerful. I am mighty. This is how I want you to know me. Other translators suggest other translations for this name, El Shaddai. God, the mountain one. God who is sufficient. And God who has his hand on everything. That's how God introduces himself again to Abraham. I am El Shaddai, God who has his hand on everything. He says, you know, throughout all these times, all these years, and you've waited 24 years, but I've had my hand on everything. Every time that you've had a famine and had to go one way, every time that you've had to go to battle, every time that you've had a disagreement, every time that you have wondered if I was there, I've had my hand on everything. That's how I want you to know me. So many actions we see take place in this scene. Well, El Shaddai instructs. He says, walk before me and be whole. The word here is perfect, but in the Hebrew, it is that God is calling Abram to wholeness and integrity. He says, walk before me and be full of integrity. El Shaddai offers a covenant to Abram. This word covenant means a cutting. This is particular one is a mercy covenant there are different covenants throughout god's word there are covenants that are between two equal parties we come together we are equal this is what i can offer you and this is what you can offer me and we agree to this but this was a mercy covenant one that is between a greater party and a lesser party because god comes to abram and he says there's nothing really that you can offer me that I don't already have. But I'm going to be merciful to you. I'm going to offer you this covenant because we're going to we're going to agree together and that I'm going to bless you. <laughs> and it's a mercy covenant because he he didn't have to. There was nothing that God could have benefited from Abraham specifically that he couldn't have benefited from someone else down the road. He just chose to be merciful to abraham most covenants required that blood be shed or some type of cutting take place because again the the word covenant means cutting so we see later in this chapter that the sign of this covenant was the cutting through circumcision and that if a man refused that he would be cut off from his family so god is saying there will be some sort of cutting There will either be this cutting of covenant that we agree together, or you will be cut off from your family. You have to agree to this if you want this covenant to go forth. So El Shaddai made a promise to multiply Abram exceedingly. See, he had heard the same line 24 years earlier, and then a few years after that, and up to this point he had only one son, Ishmael. it's like, yeah, God, I've heard this before. Yeah. What I know about you is that you called me out of my homeland, the things that I knew, and you brought me to this place. And yeah, you've kept me and you've blessed me. But I've heard this line before, God. Verses 5 through 8. Neither shall thy name anymore be called Abram. But thy name shall be Abraham, for a father of many nations have I made thee. And I will make thee exceeding fruitful, and I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee. And I will establish my covenant between me and thee, and thy seed after thee in their generations, for an everlasting covenant, to be a God unto thee and to thy seed after thee. And I will give unto thee and to thy seed after thee the land wherein thou art a stranger. All the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. So here's another name change. His name was changed from Abram, which means high father, to Abraham, which means father of a multitude. So the one who had his hand on everything is able to speak those things that are not as though they were. <laughs> Here we recognize this tension that is between the already and the not yet El Shaddai had declared Abraham to be the father of many nations yet because of his advanced age and the reality of only one son it must have been difficult to believe a multitude of promises were extended to Abraham here you will be exceedingly blessed exceeding mean is emphasized here twice In the original. And it's much like the idea of exceedingly abundantly above. So he's saying you will be exceedingly abundantly above, exceedingly abundantly above, fruitful. So he's saying this. I've got my hand on everything, Abraham. I got my hand on you. I got my hand on you. You're going to be blessed. You're going to be exceedingly abundantly above, fruitful. You're going to be. You're gonna be a father of nations and kings. I'm gonna establish an everlasting covenant between me and you, and then between me and all your children. Gotta only have the one son. And, and I'm I'm gonna be, I'm gonna give you an everlasting possession of this promised land, this land that you find yourself in that you think you're a stranger here, but this actually belongs to you. I'm going to El Shaddai, God the mountain one, God who has his hand on everything. I'm going to be your God. This is the covenant that I'm making with you. This is our agreement. I'm going to do all of this, and all you have to do is agree to this cutting. And then he even gives a blessing to Sarah in verse 15. It says, And God said unto Abraham, As for Sarah thy wife, thou shalt not call her name Sarah, but Sarah shall her name thee. And I will bless her, and give thee a son also of her. Yea, I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her. Then Abraham fell upon his face and laughed, and said in his heart, Shall a child be born unto him that is an hundred years old, and shall Sarah that is ninety years old bear? And Abraham said unto God, O that Ishmael may live before thee. And God said, Sarah thy wife shall bear thee a son indeed. And thou shalt call his name Isaac, and I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant, and with his seed after him. And as for Ishmael, I have heard thee. Behold, I will bless him, and will make him fruitful, and will multiply him exceedingly. Twelve princes shall he beget, and I will make him a great nation. So her name is changed from Sarai to Sarah. Sarai means my princess. So Abraham was not to call her by this possessive name anymore that she just belonged to him you are my princess he was not allowed to call her that he said now you're going to call her name a prophetic name sarah which means princess of a multitude she would now belong to more than just him god said i'm I'm about to change things and you're going to need to get used to that idea you're going to have to start proclaiming something different than you've been saying this whole other time okay you're gonna you've been calling it one thing That's how you've always known it. But now you're going to have to start calling it something different. Because I'm about to do something. And she would bear a child of promise. The covenant promise that was made to Abraham is now extended to Sarah as well. For a second time in this story, Abraham falls on his face. thought it was interesting that the first time that he fell down before the Lord was when he when he renamed himself, when he revealed himself as El Shaddai, he said, I am God the mountain one. I am God who has his hand on everything. And that made Abraham fall to his face before God. God, you are holy, you are righteous, you are mighty, you are strong. And somehow, in between this time, when God revealed himself, throughout throughout these verses, throughout the conversation, Abraham had had gotten back up and was talking to God, was listening to God. But then when God gives this Extra blessing. God says, No, it, it's going to be Sarah who has the child for you. That, that's where the blessing is going to come from. And he falls on his face again. That God, you are great and you are mighty and you are strong and you are powerful. But how? And he falls on his face. Whether in joy or disbelief, he laughs some commentators say oh it was in joy he was excited he was yes of course he was believing god and he was so excited and joyful within his heart oh god this is great thanks i think that we can believe it's disbelief and not take away from the story again you're allowed to to take from the text what you will but i think he may have laughed in in disbelief because the name Isaac not only means laughter, but it means mockery. So it could have meant either one. That maybe he fell on his face and he said, God, for twenty-four years you've told me that this that I'm gonna be blessed. From the time that I was 75 until i was 86 nothing had happened and then i had to do it myself so this child was born i had what i thought was the blessing and now you're telling me no that's not the blessing (laughs) thanks a lot god you haven't talked to me for 13 years you haven't shown up for me for 13 years and now you're trying to tell me that what I thought was my blessing is not? In my heart, I think that he he laughed in mockery. <laughs> so Paul makes it clear in Romans 4, and you don't have to turn there, but if you're taking notes, you're welcome to write that down. in In Romans chapter 4, Paul begins to talk about how how great Abraham was. He was the father of the faithful and he he had believed God, that that even he saw the the deadness of his body and he believed God and he he trusted God. And Paul, bless his heart, I feel like is a lot like us. That he he looks back at these characters and he kind of makes them larger than life. Like Oh yeah, think about Abraham he was faithful the whole time and he believed God no matter what he, he believed that God could do what he said yeah he did but here we see that Abraham asked in his heart can this happen God I hear what you're saying I hear what you're saying but can this actually happen God I've heard your voice And I know that you have your hand on everything, but can this actually happen? So here he says to God, God, just just let Ishmael live under your blessing. Let Ishmael live before you. As he assumed 14 years prior, here he also assumes that his plan is part of God's plan. He's like, oh God, um, I've already got Ishmael, let's just bless him. Okay, let's just use him. That'd be great. Uh, you know, I already got what I need. Thanks. <laughs> so God clarifies it for Abraham. No, no, no. S- Sarah will be the one. Sarah's going to be the one to bear the child of promise. A- and you're going to name him Isaac again, which means laughter or mockery, as it may be. As for Ishmael, yeah, because you asked, I'll bless him too. But there's only going to be 12 tribes and he'll be a great nation that's my blessing for him because you asked for it but but the blessing that i have planned for you is kings plural and nations plural and it's going to be blessings that exceedingly abundantly above exceedingly abundantly above the fruitfulness that that you have planned for yourself that's going to be what what i do the the plan that you had yeah it's fine there, there'll be 12 sons out of that and a nation, but, but this is going to be more than you can ask for. <laughs> this is going to be more than you. You remember, I, 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 s- I showed you the sand on the seat. You remember, I told you to look up at the stars in the sky? Yeah, that's, that's the blessing that's going to be over here. And what I've said, that, that's where the blessing's going to come from. So, what does this do for our theology? Again, you are welcome to study. And to glean from God's word whatever it is that that He reveals to you, okay? That, uh, you do not; your theology does not have to be my theology. That's okay. It's totally fine because if the Lord is speaking to you, He He reveals things in His time, okay? He reveals things as we need it. So as I'm looking through God's word, I may see something different in it that I've ever seen before. I've read this passage a thousand times, and this time it hits me different because the Holy Spirit has revealed. Sister Judy and I were talking about that this morning, that the Holy Spirit reveals when he will. So if, if, you have, if something's been revealed to you differently than, than me, that's okay. But from what I can see, every single story is here to teach us and that we know God as he is knowing us. That as we read, this is a mirror that's that's held up to us, and I can see myself reflected back in God's Word. We often put ourselves into the story to help develop empathy with the character. If I were Abraham, how would I have reacted? Or we use it to kind of bolster people's, like Paul did. Look, at, look back at Abraham, y'all. He believed. He believed God. And it was counted unto him as righteous. And he believed, God, that, that he who promised was faithful. He did, but then also in his heart, where you couldn't see, he was also saying, Lord, how can this possibly happen? <laughs> so this participation between us and God keeps us from viewing the mothers and fathers of faith as an unattainable goal. Like, oh, I can't, I can't possibly be this great their struggle increases our faith. So what do we cons- what do we discover, what do we consider about El Shaddai from this encounter with Abraham? Well, number 1, God is invested in my life for the long haul. God is invested in my life for the long haul. God called Abraham again when he was 75, and here he is at 99. We have no, no record of him speaking to Abraham outside of these few chapters here in Genesis. We don't know his mode of worship. We don't know how often he talked to God, how often God talked to him. We just see these, this little glimpse into the life of Abraham. But God never abandoned him. And he never gave up on his plan for Abraham's life. So when the Bible tells us that God will never leave us or forsake us, we can believe that. We can hold to that promise because we see it's true in the life of Abraham. That through sin, that though I sin, I'm able to come back to God. Through failure, through disappointment, through any difficulty or circumstance, that El Shaddai was shaping his life. God had his hand on everything. Those times that Abraham lied, said, oh yeah, this is just my sister, this isn't my wife, please don't kill me. Those times that he failed to live up to what God had intended for him, none of those things discouraged God, none of those things caused God to leave him. God has brought you too far to leave you here. Abandonment is not his way. So when when I'm being told by the enemy, oh God's just left you. He doesn't he doesn't want to have anything to do with you anymore. You haven't heard from him in a while. So you're probably not going to hear from him. Abandonment is not God's way. He's in it with me for the long haul. the second thing we see is that our inability to see God's plan does not negate the plan. (laughs) My inability to see the plan does not negate the plan. Time after time, God told Abraham that he would become the father of many nations. He kept saying this, you are going to be the father of many nations. One time, the first time that God said this to him, Abraham said, well, God, I don't have any kids. My servant is my heir. You're going to make a mighty nation through the servant? The next time that God said this to him, he thinks, okay, well, let's just make this thing happen. He has a child with another woman. This time, he says, okay, God, I've already got a kid. Let's just bless him. Bless you. So... Every single time that God tries to reveal this plan, Abraham doesn't get it. He doesn't see it. But that doesn't mean that God's plan isn't real. It doesn't mean that God's plan is not the right one, just because I can't understand what it is. Oh, I must not have heard from him because this has happened. Or I must not have heard from God because this hasn't happened yet. Oh, I I can't... God must not be going to heal me because this. Or God must not be going to deliver me because of this. Or God must not be going to restore or help or provide because this has happened or this hasn't happened. I, I just can't, I can't see it. I can't understand it. If God said it, if God spoke to you through His Word, through prayer, for special revelation if God said it nothing not time not resources doubters weapons formed against you nothing will stop him performing his word nothing there, nothing often we doubt because we see the mess Who <laughs> like God I this, I don't know what you can see from where you are but this I see this <laughs> this a mess I don't know how you're going to work things out here. I don't see how you're going to push through this. But he is God, the mountain one, the one who has his hand on everything. So I have to begin to see God bigger. When I see this mess, oh God, this is a mess. This is is rough. I can see it really close up because I'm right here with it. So maybe I need to turn the other way. <laughs> I, will, I will turn my eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord. If I'm looking down at this mess, golly, it looks bad. But if I look up, if I realize that that he can see me plus the mess, plus everything else around me, I realize he's bigger than I, than I thought. <laughs> he's more capable. I can't handle this, definitely not. But God, I know that you're bigger and that you're greater and that you have your hand not only on me and this mess, but you have your hand on everything around me that's concerning me, that's gonna clear this mess away. God, I I, I know that you're bigger than I than I thought you were. The third thing we realize is that He changes the way that I, I know myself and others. So the Lord comes to Abram with some changes. First he says, call me El Shaddai. You've known me as creator. Now know know me as bigger, stronger, greater than you have ever known me to be. We learn that this is also the name that Isaac and Jacob used. So obviously Abraham taught them, know God as El Shaddai. It's not until Moses that we see a different name that we we have the name Yahweh revealed so this was the covenant name this was how they were to know God kids I want you to know that yes God is the creator he created all this he is Elohim he he made everything but I want you to know that he has his hand on everything he didn't just create it and leave it he didn't just make it and just you know sit there wondering what's going to happen well, fingers crossed. No. Kids, I want you to know, Isaac, Jacob, Esau, I want you to know that God is a God who has his hand on everything, every part of your life. That's who he is. And then he said, call yourself Abraham. Abraham father of nations begin to speak to yourself as though God's promise to you is true he said when when God was speaking to him he said my covenant is with thee thou shalt be a father of many nations neither shall thy name any more be called abram but thy name shall be Abraham for a father of many nations have I made thee have I made thee? Okay, Not will I make thee. Okay. It's already been done. <laughs> yeah. So you need to start calling yourself by the name that identifies you as the person of promise. God has already done this for me. Again, it's this tension of the already and the not yet. I, I, yeah, I was talking to somebody just this past week. I'm hurting but I am healed. How can you how can you reconcile those things? That that yes, I I have pain in my body. This person was saying to me, I have pain in my body, but can I declare that I'm yes, by his stripes I am healed. So it's not a matter of of God will you do it? It's done. It is already done. So no matter what my physical feeling is right this second, no matter what I'm seeing, no matter the mess that I'm in, I know, I believe and declare that I am more than a conqueror. I believe and declare that I am healed, that I am made whole. So he said to Abraham, stop calling yourself by the smaller name. You need to call yourself father of of nations because that's who I've made you to be. So that's who you are. And he said, call your wife Sarah, princess of the multitude. Because when I encounter God, I begin to see others through his eyes. How should I treat them? How should I speak to them? When I begin to see them as God sees them, it changes things. It's a little more difficult to be aggravated with people when you think, that's God's child. how would God want me to speak to this person? I'm not saying that that's the way that we want to do it all the time. But when I begin to recognize that that person, whoever it is, that person belongs to God, that person is loved, deeply loved by God just as much as I am. then that begins to shape the way that I speak to them, how I treat them, how I react to them. And that's the kind of thing that God does. He changes the way that I see him, and the way that I see myself, and the way that I see others. And he says, as for Ishmael, I'll bless him too. Yeah, you ask me to, I'll bless him too. Abraham had thought that Ishmael was his chance for the fulfillment. But he was forced to rethink. God spoke those things that were not as so they were. He asks me to believe and declare the truth of his promises, even when the opposite appears to be true. So this is not meaning that I should deny reality. Okay? I, I'm not trying to, yeah, I'm not trying to tell you to, to, to deny reality again when I was speaking to that person I said it's okay to say I'm hurting but I'm healed both things can be true I am hurting physically yes right now in my body I'm hurting but the truth of God's word is that I am healed and so I can feel both things at the same time and I again we're not because to deny it no I feel fine I feel great well, that's just a lie. There, there's no reason to deny it, to put on that face. And so so often, so many times we've done that, and we've we've put on this face of, oh, yeah, everything's good. Everything's great. No worries with me. And then the people around us begin to get discouraged. Well, I sometimes I get depressed, or sometimes I have pain, and why is it that that person doesn't ever feel that way why do they always have the victory when in reality they don't they're just faking it so being honest with ourselves and others can help them and again this is not our attempt to manifest anything because when Paul speaks about this that he spoke those things that were not as though they were he's not talking about Abraham he's talking about God God spoke those things that were not as though they were. It wasn't Abraham, and if you go back in, and read it, he's speaking about El Shaddai here. He's saying God is the one who can speak those things that are not as though they were. We can't do that. I can walk in, in faith with what God has declared, but if I'm trying to manifest things to the universe, well, that's New Age and Please stop doing that. I, I can't make anything happen just by saying it. I wish I could. That one bless me. Whew. But if God has promised, He is faithful. Even 24 years in the making, even 50 years, even 100 years in the making, if God has promised, He is faithful. This applies to how I see others my beliefs about them and their involvement in God's plan may need to be reevaluated. As Abraham looked at Ishmael, yeah, this must be the one. No, no, I got a bigger plan over here. And I think, oh, God, how can I make it without this person? Or, God, how can I? Are, are you sure that you want to use this person? How, how can I make it with this person? Yeah, that one would have been the one I preferred. right people so whether or not you realize that you are a theologian as we continue we're going to be opening up God's word and hopefully recognizing that more and more and challenging you to think how do I feel about God what do I think about him what has his word revealed to me what do I know about him so how can this passage challenge our theology well, to understand that God has invested in my life for the long haul. That my ability to see the plan does not negate the plan. And that he changes the way that I know myself and others as the music plays. <sighs> Lord, help us. Lord, help us to know. <laughs> to know ourselves and you. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you that you can be known, that you want to be known. God, I thank you that you are personal, but you are not private. That you are personal to me because I can receive a personal word from God from the Bible, through prayer, whatever it may be, that I can receive something that is so personal to me that it it sinks deep into my heart. But, God, that you are not private, that you do not keep yourself hidden, that all I have to do is search for you, and I can find you, that you are not distant. When I begin to take a step, you take a step. Father, that's what we want to begin to do now, to take steps toward you. Father, I pray for each and every heart, Lord, that you would begin to dig up the fallow ground. God, if there are things in our hearts that that your word can't be planted because something else is there, I just pray you would dig up those things. If it's confusion, if it's doubt, Father, if it's bitterness, if it's disappointment, whatever, God, it may be, I I just ask you now that you would begin to dig up those things, begin to soften the ground of our hearts. And, Father, I pray that your word would just sink down into our hearts, that we would ruminate on this, that we would think about this day after day, that we would understand that, that you may be different than we had ever expected, that whatever I thought about you before may not be exactly right, that I can know you better and bigger, greater than I ever have before. Heavenly Father, I just ask you now that you would help us all to understand, to realize that you are in this with us, that you are in it. God, that you're walking with us. Just remind every heart right now that they are not alone, that you are with us in the struggle. God, that you are walking with us and that it doesn't matter if we have been a believer for 50 years or 5 years or a day, that you are with us. That you are present. And that you will never leave us, never forsake us. That you want to have a... That you want to direct our path. That you have a plan for us. And Father, to that end, I pray that you would help us to Recognize that even when we don't see what you're doing, it doesn't mean you're not doing it. Even when we don't feel it you're working, even when we don't see it you're working, God help us to realize. Help us to realize to recognize that God, even this mess may be part of your plan. Even this hurt may be something that that you allowed to happen to make me better, to draw me closer. God, and even though I don't want to go through it, even though I don't want to go through it,
3: I can trust
2: that if it's on me, it's because you allowed it, and then I can handle it. Father, I just pray that you would help us to see differently today. That you would open our eyes to recognize you as the one who has his hand on everything. That as I look back over my past, I recognize, oh yeah, that was God. That was God. That's the way he fixed it. That's the way he worked this out. That's the way that he kept something from happening that could have been really bad. Or he He allowed this to happen to bless me. God, I pray that you would help us to to see you differently. Help us to see ourselves differently. That I'll recognize myself as a child of promise. To know that you have a plan for me and it is bigger and greater and better than what I see for myself. God, that I may have been satisfied with Ishmael, but you have a plan for Isaac. Father, help me to begin to speak to myself as though I am Abraham father of nations not just what Abram. high father can. and God I pray that you would help me to change the way that I see others that I would recognize in them me now, your child your son your daughter and the way that I treat them the way that I react to them to the has to be different the way I speak to people has to recognize their value and their worth. That the way I speak to people has to end. build them up in faith. Has I'm to believe and declare that they are more than they thought they could be. That the way that I see them can speak life into them. The power of His blood.
0: That
2: and the way I, so I speak to the people who thought they were barren, <laughs> can now be life-giving and to bring about an answer. Father, we just trust you. We trust you. We
1: trust you. We trust you.
2: you. God, whatever you want to do in us, we, we accept. We receive. Father, any way that you want to change our minds about who you are, no matter if it's what we've held for our entire lives. God, if, if you want to change the way we see you do it, we accept it, we receive it.
0: We trust, we trust you.
2: Father, we thank you, we praise you for what you have done, what you are doing. We know your promises are true. And then, no matter how we feel right now, that they are still true, the
0: story, how Lord.
2: Yahweh bless you and keep you, make his face to shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and may he give you his peace in Jesus' name.